I'm very well, thanks. How are you, Charlie? I am doing very well. I've got a cup of tea. Got some biscuits. I've got my tea. I've not got biscuits, um, but I am. I'm. I'm. I'm taking a little tour around um, my mugs <laughs> in my cupboard. You know how you just end up with like a cupboard full of mugs, um, and usually yeah. I just kind of end up using the same one. But I'm. I'm using our podcast recording time to, you know, to try out a few different mugs. I've got a lovely. I look a lovely mug that. Um, a family I used to tutor gave me as a present once, and it's got all sorts of sayings on it. So it's kind of it's got harmony, sweetness, and wisdom. Have mercy, give, be curious, let the sun shine in. Ooh. There is no one like you. Be magnificent. It's really lovely. So I think I might might use this one more often. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say that's a lovely positive affirmation mug. I um I've been doing a very similar thing. It's funny that you mention it. I've been sort of every week trying to use a different mug. Um, and this week I'm on the mug that Dave brought back for me from Budapest, which is very different to, it sounds, to your mug. Mine is lots of different men with swords cutting off another man's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's cartoon. It's not, it's not real life graphics. Yeah. But uh, it's quite intense, yeah. Apparently it's a Budapest thing. Right. Okay. Because I've also got a, a, a lovely mug from Budapest. That another friend I've never been through Budapest, and uh, a friend bought me that, and that's like lots of nice flowers and quite a pretty mug. Um, so it sounds like slightly different, different kettle of fish. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take a picture. It's got some marks on it actually, but I'll take a picture and, and take, show it. I'll take a photo of mine as well. <laughs> now we've immediately gone off the ball, George. Um, Absolutely sorry. Boil. Uh, <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, welcome everyone. This is Arches and Tea. This is the podcast where George and I discuss the latest weeks episodes of the archers normally we'd be doing it in person but due to lockdown we get together online virtually uh, to discuss our favorite rural soap drama uh, and we invite you all to grab a tea grab a biscuit and relax while we witter on absolutely so if you've got your tea ready if you've got some biscuits sit back and just plug us in for an hour and uh, and mm. enjoy mm. i've just eaten a biscuit and oh sorry <laughs> No, I don't know why I did that. That was stupid. Um, just before we start the rest of the podcast, I'd like to pop in a content warning for those uh, who it applies to. We will be discussing um, domestic violence and coercive control in relationships, probably not hugely explicitly, but the week's episodes of The Archers mainly involve Helen Archer, and she was involved in a storyline of that nature. So it might be good to bear that in mind when we're listening when you guys are listening to the rest of the episode. So let's start with Monday. And we start with Helen Archer. Yes, it's quite nice, actually, isn't it? We, we, because, you, because you can only have so many characters per week, we're very much getting kind of different characters um, throughout the weeks as we go. Um, so, yes, mm. we, we kind of find out that we're going to get a little bit of Helen this week. Um, and she's writing an email, isn't she? Because I think, we, did we mention briefly that the, the dairies are struggling through this time because they're not selling as much of their milk um, I think particularly big dairies are just not selling any milk to cafes and restaurants and all that sort of stuff because they're obviously closed. Yeah, you mentioned um, it. So dairies are really struggling. Um, yeah, and it seems to be that that, you know, I don't know whether it's that particular thing that um, Helen's struggling with, but they've got milk building up and no bottles to put it in. Indeed. And um, she's talking about having wheels of cheese stacked up all around the place which you know on a, on a selfish level sounds quite nice to me I, <laughs> I really wouldn't mind a couple of wheels of Borsuch Blue it's one of those things I always think about with the Archers where like I always want to try one of Jill Archer's cakes and I really want to try Borsuch Blue and I want to go to Lakey Hill yeah. all of these places and things that don't actually exist but Borsuch Blue just sounds so delicious yes I, I I'm not a big blue cheese fan I'm going to say that right now. So I've not had that sort of like, oh yeah, slice of Borsuchi Blue would be really nice. Now, the cider, I could definitely, I, I'd be on board for Cider Club. Um, <laughs> and a, and a good, good, good pint of that. But uh, I don't think, I think a pint will be too much. I think, I think, I think they probably need to serve it by the thirds. It sounds lethal. Um, but yes, <laughs> no, does. they've got it piling up in the corner. So maybe you can put in a little order for some. Um, mm, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but she's, you're right. She was rewriting this email quite a lot, wasn't she? She was like, you could hear her going over it and back over it, worrying that she, if she talks about her award-winning cheese, that she's going to sound too arrogant, worried that she sounds desperate. And mm. then she's like, well, we actually are. I mean, everything's been affected. Mm. Sales have been affected. 
she's had to ask Clary and Susan to stop coming in to work mm. uh, for both their safety, but also because they probably can't afford it. Um, and yeah, yeah, there's a lot of worry about wasting the milk, which I, it's funny, you know, just not being from a farming background, that kind of thing doesn't really occur to me. But mm. as you say, we're learning a bit about it at the moment. I assume that's all, you know, predicted profits are in the milk and in the you know in the cows and in the milk that they're going to produce and if they can't sell right. that milk then i well i don't know i don't quite know how it works no. but they're clearly yeah they're going to be down on money so she's looking for bottles isn't she extra bottles to put the milk in mm. and is i don't know who she's writing to but is writing somebody to try and try and get some get some mm. bottles um and she's she's wanted to call lee as well we sort of i don't know hear how much i think we're it's quite interesting because we get that a lot of the Archer's families are sort of seem to be together and are able to see each mm. other. Um, but actually what we've got here is quite a good example of, of something that I think a lot of people are going through at the moment, um, which is a relationship that has started and is, and is looking really positive. And Helen and Lee, you know, I think are in love. They've said they love each other. I, I don't mm. know, can't remember. So, but they're not at the stage where they're living together yet. So they can't see each other. Um, which must just be really hard. Um, it's really sweet. So she's sort of thinking about when she can when she can call him for a chat. Yeah, when it, when he'll be free and it's not time yet. You can't call him yet. I thought it was very yeah. sweet. And she's but what I noticed was she's concerned at that point. You know, she doesn't want to whine down the phone to him and oh. Oh, I need to be upbeat and I need to be cheery. And I just thought I really understand that kind of need to oh I, you know I'm going to speak to my partner. I don't want to be um, a sort of downcast negative person because I really want them to like me and I don't want to be a, a boring person to be around or something but actually it's the truth isn't it and if you're pretending mm. that you're happy when you're mm. not usually your partner can tell but you're just sort of not being honest with them and I just think it's a lot of pressure to put on herself to like she's going through all of this and then to be also really upbeat and cheery when she's on the phone I don't know a lot of this week and I'm sure we're going to come on to talk about it in more detail I don't know now's the time but it, it for me it was really interesting hearing inside Helen's my head because mm. the kind of self-doubt I think was the thing that I got both in terms of yeah. in terms of all sorts of things but the email that she's writing and when it's okay to ring Lee and the fact you know she's got to put on a face and and later in the week we'll hear other things that she's kind of having this real self-doubt about and unfortunately mm. we sort of know where that self-doubt has come from or who that self-doubt has come from yeah yeah it, that is such a good point the self-doubt that she doesn't trust herself and she's not trusting her instincts yet mm. um and you you can hear it naturally um there was something i wrote it wrote down which just struck me when i was listening to this week's episodes with helen you know for anyone like us who really got into the arches during the Helen and Rob storyline, or even indeed because of that storyline, because it was so well written, so artistically told, um, but also quite relevant. And so that's why I sort of ended up coming into the arches. I had previously thought that it it wasn't something for me, that it wasn't very relevant, but actually, you know, I was proved it was proved otherwise to me. And so as a result, you know, Helen Archer will permanently be cemented for me as a, as a favourite character. And I imagine, you know, I talk to my auntie about the Archers all the time and we disagree about certain characters and and who we like and who we don't. And she will sometimes tell me about, you know, a character that I, I write off in my mind. Oh, you know, I don't like that character. She gives me a bit of backstory um, as to why that character is a bit like the way they are and then how you can actually really love that character. And I can imagine myself talking to my niece one day, you know, mm. and she's going, oh, I don't really like Helen Archer don't like that character and I can tell her you know what she's been through and why she's so special it's just like she'll yeah. always be a really special character for me yeah I think then that, that's just one of the things about the artist isn't it you live these lives with these characters and uh, you know the ups mm. and downs and go with them I think we talked about it before yeah nice yeah. point yeah it's also not it doesn't hurt that uh, that the actress is so good <laughs> yes. she's yeah, yeah, such yeah. a good actor that it's just great to listen to her whenever she's mm. on yeah. Um, but Tom is doing well. Tom Archer, so her brother. Yeah, I mean, of all times to set up a de home delivery app for um, for farm foods, he's apps. They've nailed it, haven't they? He and Natasha. They really have. <laughs> they are the zeitgeist. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, the writers will have written that all before you know, before having it in mind. And 
I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's just quite interesting, isn't it? That that, that it's that it's so perfect. So they mm. seem to be doing really well, and they're kind of they they they've got good business. Um, but they, I I I found it quite interesting the discussion about the money side of things. Um, mm. cause at the moment, so Tom is paying wholesale prices for um, all the products. So he's got sort yeah. of spe- he's paying less money, and then selling them on at a profit plus the delivery fee. Um, and I think that some of the families suggest that actually, really, he should only, um, you know, he should pay pay actual price for the products and then kind of just charge delivery fee um, for his service, just because of the struggle that everyone is going through at the moment. Mm, that's right. You should only charge commission on the products, mm. which would mean that, for example, Josh, who's giving him the eggs, is getting you know, the retail price for his eggs rather than selling them at wholesale. Okay, so that makes sense to me now. Because at first I was a bit confused because it's not uh, my area, um, small business and, and, and products and things. But um, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And you're right, Tony and Pat would rather he only charge commission. Mm. And I think, I do think it's quite an interesting point um, because I also get what Tom says, you know, it's important to think about the long term and you need to have a viable business structure. But mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, how desperately he needs that extra profit right now. And if actually he could pass on the saving, you know, or the, the profit to somebody else mm-hmm. now, you know, long term, surely that would actually engender a bit more sort of um, business loyalty. You know, yeah. that, it, that creates some good feeling. Maybe, you yeah. know, in the future it will come back to him um, in, in another way. You know, either like Josh only sells his eggs to him or he remembers this in the future and when Tom's having a rough time. I think sometimes mm. Tom, he's great, but he's quite a short-sighted guy. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it just, yeah, just the reputation of the business going forward. Um, mm. Yes, suppliers are coming to him now because they're desperate to sell their things. But if... You know, if they don't respect him in the long term, it might be uh, might come back to come back to bite him. Well, indeed, and and obviously, then there's the more moral side of it, which is that they're a community and and they need to look out for each other. And yeah, yeah he did that. I remember when um, do you remember when Kirsty was pregnant um, with his baby, and he was immediately like, "Well, we've got to get married." And she was like, "No, of course we're not going to get married." But he's sort of just like a, an immediate man. He's sort of like, "This is the immediate mm. solution to this problem." Yeah, this is the best option, and he doesn't necessarily always think a few more steps ahead. Yeah, know what you mean. And we go, so then we go over to Tony, um, mm. who, <laughs> bless him, <laughs> he's, he's clearly not been able to go and get his hair cut. He, he may be one of these people that, you know, a week before lockdown was thinking, oh, I, I should probably get my hair cut soon. And then all the hairdressers closed, and he's not been able to get it cut for the last three months. Um, are, you, uh, are you speaking from experience, George? No, well, no, I, I've, I've, um, I've enlisted the services of my wife to uh, to cut my hair. So I've we really? ordered some clippers online. Yeah, so I've, um, I'm looking pretty, pretty, pretty snazzy at the moment. Um, I've actually we've kind of cut it semi regularly over the last few months, just kind of like little trim here and there um so yeah wow. no i've been I've, I've done all right actually um um but yeah if mine gets too long it get I've, I've i've been through many long haired stages in my life um and looking back at the photos mm. now <laughs> filled with so much regret mm. that it's uh it feels um <laughs> i don't want to get lured back in <laughs> now are you doing the tony thing are you also Though are you, are you are you growing out your beard? Oh, I'm also not growing out my beard. No, I don't think I would. Can you grow I don't out think, your beard? Well, that's, that's the more important question. I'm not sure I'd end up with a very, you know, um, full and hearty, great big bushy beard. Um, <laughs> no, I think also I think also um, Pat's issue with him being quite kind of prickly. Um, mm. I think uh, I think is something that, that my wife goes through as well. So uh, mm. yeah, it's um, it, I don't I've never I've never grown a beard and I'm not I'm not quite sure one would suit me. Um, but I guess you don't know unless you try. It's true and I think beards do suit lots of people. But mm. um, my my partner I'm whispering now because he's <laughs> my partner Dave. He grew out his beard. Um, 
and it took a while and it did, sort of get, <laughs> it, it, did it did get full in the end but it was sort of only full like if you imagine your jawline mm. and underneath that's yes. where it got full it didn't actually really get that full on the cheek so it was oh. much more of one of those curtain beards and and I think Dave is extremely extremely handsome man obviously um, and mm. I felt that the beard was hiding his face because he's got oh. quite a strong jawline and I yes. think the beard muddied it. So anyway, he shaved mm. it the other day and I literally, I couldn't stop looking at his face. I was just like, oh, there's your oh. face, I can see it. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so happy. But, um, but, you know, I think beards are awesome and if people want a beard, that's great. I'm just yeah, totally. I sort of wish I could. Yeah, exactly. Whatever Dave wants to do with his face, he can do with his face. But yeah. I won't totally. lie, I'm quite chuffed. To be able to see his face again. Again, but that's it. Tony has gone for the full thing, hasn't he? He's... Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and being told that he looks like Hagrid. Um, <laughs> I think later on we get get told that he looks like a Yeti as well. It's it's yeah. fantastic. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's contemplating what to do with what to do with that situation. Mm. And we get back to Helen. It's quite a Helen heavy episode. Mm. Um, she's quite annoyed. She's quite stressed out with Susan, isn't she? Because mm. Susan has asked her to go on to her radio show on Radio Bordenshire, which we were chatting about last week. Um, and Helen, well, it's interesting, isn't it? She's clearly distressed by it. And at first she describes that as, you know, you know, why has Susan brought me on? It's unthinking of her. I'm very, very busy. But actually, she quite quickly kind of concedes that actually it was very kind of Susan and the fact that Susan's been laid off, but she's still thinking about the business is really lovely. Um, but Helen, she just can't accept this invitation to go on the radio. And she's really, really tough on herself again. She's like, calls herself pathetic, I think, for mm. finding it difficult and for being scared. And she says, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm exploiting the situation. But once again, she can see she, she knows she wouldn't be doing that. Mm. These are, you know, genuine issues. So it's absolutely fine for her to go on and talk about the dairy and that kind of thing. But she sort of, she just keeps using it as a stick to beat herself with. Like every yeah. avenue she goes down and she comes back again. She's like, no, 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 that was me being uh, pathetic or stupid. And then eventually she sort of gets through all that stuff and becomes a bit more honest with herself about, it's actually about what she's been through. Mm -hmm. She remembers that um, when she was in court, the idea of you know everyone listening to her and looking at her, and there was so much pressure, she says, if I said the wrong thing or even the wrong expression on my face or the way I said something could mean that they all found me guilty really, really quickly and I wouldn't see my kids anymore. And this is, you know, actually reminding her of being in the public eye. And mm. so, I mean, of course she's she's scared of going on the radio. Well, yeah, and I think I think... As well, obviously she's going to go on and say she's Helen Archer, but if she were having to go on and say she was Helen Titchener, presumably people around the county would remember that name. Oh, that's the... Yeah, it's... it's. Um, mm. I can can absolutely understand it. And when she's describing herself as pathetic as well, I, I could just hear pathetic in Rob's voice. <laughs> just yeah. hear him saying that about her. And I'm sure he did. I mean, he must have done. Because um, I can just... Yeah. I can just... I can hear it. Um yeah, it's it's obviously just just still, it's still there. It's all still there. Yeah, and she tells herself, "Oh, I, you know, I think I should be over it all by now." But she's not mm. giving herself any credit at all. And you're right, that voice that she says, that voice, that inner critic that's there, it's her voice, but it's also Rob's voice, and it hasn't gone away. But that's mm. actually quite normal. I, I'm very pleased that the archers are kind of touching on this because. Um, I think it's quite realistic that she's feeling this way still um, and it's quite realistic that she's so harsh on herself um, and it's actually quite normal. Yeah. I, I recently, uh, last year, I ran a half marathon and I raised money for a charity called Woman's Trust, <clears throat> um, which is a charity that provides free mental health care for women who've experienced domestic abuse. And through talking with them, I, I learned something about why they do what they do. And so if you don't mind, I'm going to read it out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I've got to prepare. So they say a lot of people think that once you leave an abusive relationship, that it's over or at least mostly over. But actually, it doesn't end there. Domestic abuse is the number one cause of depression in women in the UK. It also can lead 
to self-harm, addiction, it can cause PTSD, anxiety, isolation, and sadly in some cases attempted suicide, as women struggle either to cope with the abuse or to escape the pain of what they've experienced. And so from Women's Trust, who provide this free mental health care, they provide counselling, group therapy, self-development workshops for women who've experienced domestic abuse. And they've helped loads of women, thousands of women, to process and recover from the emotional and psychological trauma caused by abuse using this mental health care. And so there is hope out there. There are charities like Women's Trust. My sister actually founded a charity called Sarsville, which is based in Leeds, which is a helpline. Um, and there's refuge among others that are dedicated to helping those who have suffered abuse. So whilst mm. whilst it's tough, you know, to think that, gosh, even if you're out of the situation, it's not going to necessarily go away. And that might feel like quite a bleak outlook. But actually, I think it's good to be realistic. And of course, it's going to be difficult. And actually, rather than have a go at yourself for still finding it difficult know that you're just normal actually mm. and that there are but there are loads of people and places and charities that are dedicated to helping you mm. um so there is also a lot of hope yeah i can't remember has helen kind of sought any professional help at any point for her uh, yeah for her trauma i can't really remember whether it's been mentioned i don't think it has been mentioned no, no. if no. anyone knows that it has been feel free to correct us but i don't think she has and i yeah and that's fine you know, not for everyone but i do mm. i think it would be probably quite good if she did yeah which she, she goes through a she goes through a process this week i think that um i think i don't know maybe maybe a kind of a, a step for her in her own personal uh progress um mm. but i think you're right that you know those those there are a lot of people out there that that, that, that can and, and want to help mm. Mm. Interesting. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And and also, congratulations on the half marathon. You <laughs> slipped that in there. Very good. Well done. Um, Thank you. Um, it was a very it was a very fun thing to do. I had a really mm. really good time. I now have tendonitis in my leg, so I obviously didn't have the best technique. But uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll work on that. I'll get back to yeah. running soon. Um, and now we'll move on to Tuesday's episode. So yes, you're right. Yes, Tony absolutely. was compared to a yeti. And he's deciding now. He doesn't want to get rid of it all at once. He's going to get no. rid of either the beard or the barnet. <laughs> and he goes for he goes for beard. He's like, right, the beard. He can't lose the barnet. Uh, there's no way he can. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, he's going losing the beard, keeping the hair. Um, but he's sort of trying to look on the uh, the bright side of all this uh, lockdown quarantine stuff. Mm. Uh, and actually. He can avoid going round to su- for Sunday lunch with his sisters, or having them come round <laughs> surprise him for lunch as well. So I think he's uh, he's quite enjoying a little bit of isolation to a certain extent. Yeah, I can understand that. Not the sisters thing, mm. I, I, you know, but I, I definitely can understand the. Um, I think we talked about it quite early on. Sort of sometimes I've said yes to going to a thing, an event that I don't really want to go to. But I do it because mm. I feel like I have to. And it's quite nice to have an excuse. Well, none of us can do that. I can't be bothered to go to that party. Well, I don't have to. Not allowed. Yeah, exactly. There is no party. The party isn't there even is happening. No <laughs> <laughs> um, he's very proud of Tom and Helen, isn't he? Talks about how hard they're working. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which which they are. And, um, you know, it's, it's sort of in their different ways. Like Helen's sort of trying hard to keep everything, I don't know, keep 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 the milk okay and uh, juggling balls and, and Tom sort of you know it, the success is coming so he's sort of working hard because he's because everything's sort of taking off him um that's right but yeah no it's uh, it's 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 nice to hear kind of his his pride in that um and then we kind of hear that Helen maybe has been talking to him about whether to go on the radio you know and he's sort of trying to leave her to make that decision herself mm. um which I think it's quite a quite a a good a good sort of um good fatherly thing decision to make I think. Well interestingly he trusts her. Mm. So he what he's saying is that I'm I'm going to leave it to her because I trust that she'll come to a decision mm. that she's happy with and I can't yeah. force her to do anything. And it's sort of interesting isn't it because he also says that Johnny has been a bit distant lately and he says you know well, I know that if there's something bothering him, Johnny knows he can mm. come to me, which really reminded me of David a couple of weeks ago saying, 
Josh knows he can come to me and talk to me about anything. Yes, and, yes. And then sometimes I think we think that, but we can't rest assured that mm. all the people we love know that. And actually, in the case of David and Josh, Josh doesn't feel like he can go and speak to David. And from what we've been hearing with Johnny's storyline, Johnny isn't necessarily reaching out to Tony. Mm. But that might be because he's not ready to. Um, and mm. then with Helen, he's sort of that was the right decision because he's trusting her to make a decision for herself. So it's mm. it's just quite tricky, isn't it? There's no right way of doing it. I, I can't, I'm not a parent and <laughs> it must be a mind. Yeah. Well, yes, I think because, you know, if you go to somebody and say, I can see something's up, let's talk about it. That's not always the best, you know, the best best thing for that person. You know, they may not be ready to talk about it or, and, and Johnny, you know, is, is clearly going through something that he's not, you know, he's struggling with. Um, mm. So yeah, but we do hear from Johnny. We do, we do. Oh, I love Johnny. I think. Do we? Do we? Were we discussing the other day which character we would play, or we we oh, want yes. to play, or? And John, I think Johnny's great. I think he's brilliant. I really like Johnny. I've got a lot of time for him, um, and it's nice to just nice to hear from him because he's so he's so passionate about his about the cows that he's looking after. It's Mon- the Monties, isn't it? That he's yeah. talking charge of, and he's 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 so. He's so conscientious. I know. It reminds me of something, actually, that um, my friend, you know, Jeremy. Yes. He always says he thinks there's no boring job. There's no, you know, he, we meet people all the time and being actors, lots of people think that in comparison to our job, that their job is really boring. Oh, mm. I'm a this. Oh, I'm that. It's actually a very dull job. Mm. And he says there's no boring job. If, if a person loves their job, Mm. that's interesting it doesn't matter what the job is it, I, I, I don't want to be disparaging about any job but say there's a really boring job uh, which is like polishing door handles or something mm. um, and that person's like oh, it's really dull but if they love polishing door, door handles and they're really enthusiastic about it and they tell you all the things they like about it then I think that's the opposite of boring it doesn't really yeah. matter what the thing is it's the enthusiasm and Johnny totally has that I mean being a farmer isn't boring at all of course but he has so much passion for the cows that it sort of makes you passionate about the cows, don't you think? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. It's uh, yes, you're sort of you're sort of with him there, kind of keeping an eye on. You know, are they bullying? Are they? I, I don't know. They're looking for marks, and I, 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 was, I sort of had. To, I looked at. I sort of. I assumed that bullying was some sort of meeting thing and, and I think mm-hmm. it is <laughs> I think it's just okay, um and, and that you can therefore tell if a, a cow has been bullying because they might have marks on them uh from the oh, I, see. I think I think that's right because they might have yeah a bit of mounting they've not been socially distant let's say yes mm. indeed um so so yeah yes a mountain mountains. um and, and and Johnny's sort of I don't know Tom's clearly been um, Johnny's getting a little bit fed of a job of Tom because Tom's getting caught up in all of his business and success, and he's sort of demand, you know, I don't know, demanding, but telling Johnny to do other things. Like I think we hear him the day before, don't we? Saying, "Oh, Johnny can plant a let- lettuces or something like that." Yeah. But um, Johnny's got his own things to focus on, um, and the cows and stuff. Um, yeah. And I and I, I read it something. It's, it's important to keep an eye on who's which cows are bullying with which ones, so that you, I guess you know who's pregnant and who's not. I don't know. I don't know. Something like yeah. that. Or who's pregnant by whom as well. Yes, who's um, pregnant by whom. I suppose if you decide to keep a couple of cows, you don't want to accidentally cross over families later <sighs> on. I don't know. <laughs> We're in we're in dangerous situation of having no idea what we're talking about. If there's any farmers tuning in, um, possibly you could. Really, truly stabbing. Otherwise, we could just keep guessing. We'll keep guessing. It's about you know where they get jealous of each other. Yeah, 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 probably, yeah. Yeah. He also complains about Tracy. So apparently, she's been doing some online training oh. sessions i imagine <laughs> akin to joe wicks uh but yes apparently they're really tough more crazy than the one she even did with lee um and then and then johnny's sort of basically wishing that harrison was still the captain yeah i quite like the image that he pulls up of uh, tracy finishing the, the workout session saying goodbye hanging up and then going 
going outside for cigarette <laughs> immediately <laughs> yeah. um, is his suspicion. Um, but yes, and uh, and he sort of he's talks gen- more generally about the cricket team and how he doesn't mind being on the pitch because when he's on the pitch, he can keep his cap on. And this has all come mm. from that comment that Adam very thoughtlessly made um, about the fact that he was... Was it about the fact that he had the cap on or was it the fact that he was going bald a bit? I can't remember what Adam said, but... I think I think Adam's was about his hair thinning, actually. Yeah. That's why it was particularly... Yeah, it was particularly cutting. Yeah, because they were joking because somebody else had thinning hair, so they thought mm. it was fine. But yeah. actually, um, yeah, it, it touched a nerve. Yeah, indeed. Um, so we'll sort of see how that go- develops throughout the episode. I know. I got a bit worried. I was like, he can't quit mm. cricket. Just lose his hair. Oh. I know. Mm. I know. But we hear from Natasha, which I didn't. Mm. Do you know what? She's a newer character, and I didn't expect necessarily to hear from her. But I am glad we are. Yeah, you enjoying Natasha? You like 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 Natasha? I didn't at first. Mm, I know. I know what you mean. I, I uh, first of all, I thought that Tom should be with um, Hannah. I enjoyed. Their oh yes, of course. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah's quite uh, <laughs> cheeky and a bit of a, mm. a rebel, so I enjoyed that. Yeah. But then, and I found Natasha on first impressions. You know, I found her a little shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But it just goes to show there's always a lot more going on under the surface than we think. Mm. Um, and she's in no way a shallow pool. She's very interesting. Yeah. And over time, she's really proved herself to be quite loyal and kind. And she seems yeah. really quite fun as well. I thought she's, their party, their Cuban party sounded good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She's definitely embracing Ambridge more now as well. Mm. Um, and I know that you don't, you know, it's not, not a necessity of a relationship, but it was definitely something that was slightly in the way at the start. And now she's kind of, I don't know, she started making connections. Um, and that's mm. really nice, I think. Yeah. And actually, she starts by writing a similar email to the one we heard Helen writing mm. in the previous episode, and that her juice business has taken a financial hit. Um, she's feeling a bit useless. She's struggling. Yeah. And I really get that. I mean, yes, my only my only worry here is obviously we know that Natasha has got a load of debts. Um, you know, she's kind of oh, got. Yeah credit cards that she's maxed out and which which is sort of we've not really hit, heard much about recently um but she sort of has explained it away with tom and saying yeah that's what everyone does everyone does that nowadays um and and it's the sort of thing that okay might be fine as long as nothing out of the ordinary happens but unfortunately <laughs> a world pandemic is something that's out of the ordinary um and the ultimate I, out of the ordinary. Oh my god! Yeah, and if her juice business is taking a hit, I don't know. I, that, I, that left me slightly worried. I must admit, as to whether that's going to come out, come out of the woodwork again. That is a good one. A prediction, yeah. siren. <laughs> Indeed. That yeah, very good. I didn't think of that at all. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. I was. I, see, I was very focused on her, what she was talking about with Tom, because. She mm, yeah. talks about the fact that, you know, he, he's sort of giving her advice about work, um, what we need to do, mm. what she needs to do and all that sort of thing. He's very sort of practically minded. But what she says she really just needs is a kutch. Yes. Now, I already knew that a kutch was Welsh for a hug. But I oh. texted my Welsh friend. And I say friend singular. Like, I have other Welsh friends. But this is my probably my closest Welsh friend and I said can you just check can I just check with you what it means and he said if I had to describe it I would say a kutch is the Welsh way of describing the comfiest of cuddles oh isn't that cute I might start using that (laughs) that's lovely oh that's very sweet and that's what she needs and and she doesn't need sort of like business advice she's a kutch yeah yes I think Yes, you're right. Kind of when you start a business uh, as a a couple, presumably that must be, I don't know, at what point did you stop talking about the blooming business and and actually, you know, sit back and enjoy your relationship that's outside of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yes. And and Tom's, I think, yeah, it just sounds like he's getting a bit carried away with this at the moment Um, because he's so busy, which is a good thing. But yeah, it's tricky. It's tough to get the balance right. She drops Mm. a few hints about her parents as well, her dad. This point, yeah. I wasn't sure what she was going on. Hmm. Uh, she calls Tom, but he's busy and staying hmm. positive, and he's not really noticed 
what she needs. And then mm. there seems to be trouble with the cold story. I mean, it's just one thing after another. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you find, and you sort of get the impression that Tom thinks that she's worried, like, about work and, and that she needs to rest or something. But actually, mm. it's the sort of solitariness that she's finding troublesome. Mm. And, you know, he can work lots and he can go out and she's sort of stuck at home. It's actually, she's finding the most difficult, which is another thing I really relate to. The idea mm. of, like, actually having nothing to do isn't always the most relaxing of um situations to be in <laughs> no it, when you're choosing to do nothing that's that can be quite nice and relaxing and that's but when it's forced upon you um yes 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 that's it that definitely is it that's the difference isn't it yeah um and then and 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 tony tony's tony shaved his beard off <laughs> right he shaved his beard off he's perhaps not not convinced um there's a quite nice reference to samson and delilah um <laughs> <laughs> yes i love that <laughs> Um, of course, Samson, I think, had all of his power in his hair or something like that. That was the source yeah. of his power. Um, and Delilah had to cut it off in his sleep. So <laughs> I think he's a little bit nervous. Oh, he talks about the fact that um, possibly she's going to come at him with a, with, a, with a bowl in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I, I, I have visions of that a lot. Like I was thinking, how would I cut somebody's hair? How would I cut my own hair? Because I yeah. usually have a bob. And I thought, could I, could I use a bowl? <laughs> <laughs> to get a straight line very silly yeah but it, yes but he he takes then matters into his own hands because we yep. find out from johnny that actually he's shaved it all off i think we, what happened was that he'd he'd attempted it himself and cut a huge chunk mm. out the back and then was forced basically to even it up by shaving it off. we have a we have a mutual friend don't we who Dear. unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> made a similar mistake. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a video. It's, um, Hen- Henry, one of the esteemed writers of Mischief Theatre, has posted a video on Twitter that's uh, very funny <laughs> of the moments after his haircut where he's clearly full of regret. <laughs> <laughs> so he told us about it. He got. Um, he tried to use um, these trimmers, these clippers, and he'd gone for a number eight, which I believe is long. Ish. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Not long, long, but yeah, long enough. Yeah. Long enough. And he said, "Oh, it's not working. It's not working." And him his his partner were trying to make it work. And so he was like, "Look, we'll just use these." And he got out his beard trimmers and set them to a number eight, which he thought would be uh, really long. And when yeah. you just do this, and and quite literally went from the top of his forehead over the top of his head with these beard trimmers. And um, oh. shaved out a little part in the middle of his head. <laughs> oh no! And so he was forced to cut the whole thing off. Um, oh wow! But he said he's been quite enjoying it. It was quite nice in the heat, apparently. Which Tony okay. then later says, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. The breeze around his head. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but what uh, <laughs> what it does for Johnny is that he sort of gets this example. His his granddad's okay with it, and. Mm. Um, and actually, maybe he could he could make a choice, you know, make a choice himself to to kind of take these matters into his own hands and stop covering up. And actually, maybe he should shave his head and he could use the excuse that he's doing it in solidarity with Tony. Mm. So, you know, he doesn't have to necessarily explain himself too much. I must admit, I um, I a little cheer in the uh, in the in the kitchen. I was like, yes, yes, like just because he's, you know, he's embracing it and. And I think I, I suspect he'll be a lot more comfortable uh, when once he does. Um, yeah, I know other people have done a similar similar thing, um, taking this opportunity to uh, to to just shave it all off and, uh, mm. and and go with that, and, and they look fantastic. So absolutely, um, yeah, good on him. It, I mean, look, it's it's tough, and I I'm I'm not going bald, so I don't know. I know that that is really it can deeply affect your sort of sense of self mm. and your. Uh, and your self-confidence but also it's good to remember there's so much more to us than the way we look and mm. uh, you know it's all right shave it off you're still you yeah absolutely good good point mm. i mean like i said easy to say when you when yes you yeah so. yeah so we'll move on to wednesday's episode and it's yes we hear um <laughs> Helen saying a kind of a, a romantic goodbye to Lee. I, th- I thought at first I thought on the phone, but then oh, yeah. it, it seems that they've kind of been um, they've been opposite sides of the riverbank, um, waving and having a chat, which is so sweet. 
so sweet. Yeah. I know they are like teenagers, aren't they? Like, you hang up. No, you hang up. Yeah. No, you hang up. <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet. And he's, he's brought some little presents as well for the boys. He leaves on the bridge, halfway across the bridge. Um, oh. Yeah, no, he's, I, I, I like Lee. Good lad. We like Lee, lad. don't we? Yeah. Um, but it's funny because she does it again and she catches herself this time. But she goes, mm. oh, you know, I should have, it's too early. He was so sleepy. I should have let him sleep. Mm. But she does catch herself. And she goes, no, no, wait a minute. He wanted to see me. Yeah. You know? It's his choice. Mm. And I thought, okay, good, Helen, good. Like, yeah. you don't have to feel bad about everything. And actually, it's, you're that great that somebody wants to get up and see you. Mm. And uh, and that's okay. You know, and that, that felt like a little step forward. Mm. Um, and she actually takes a minute before she heads back. And I don't know about you, but she took that deep breath in. And there was a little moment of, of her being silent, but we could hear birds and mm. the sort of the countryside. And I was walking in the park and I was like, <laughs> ironically with headphones in, but um, I took a moment as well. Like, oh. oh, that's really nice. I think I was manically cooking dinner, so I'm not sure <laughs> it was the same, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it's nice to hear that you had that moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe listen to it again and you'll feel Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have the Ambridge, you know, the soundscapes, the, the, the soundscapes yes. they did. Yeah, I have yeah, the yeah. spring one saved into oh. my phone because I found it so meditative. I mm. loved it so much. Yeah. And we've got Natasha. Natasha is sort of, I think Natasha's just struggling a little bit. Really, isn't she? She's sort of she's stuck inside. Um, you know, I know that kind of feeling of you know looking at the same four walls, um, and uh, and just kind of finding it hard to kind of motivate herself and and and, and concentrate on 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 what she's meant to be doing. Um, so yeah, and and mentions and mentions her dad as well. We hear about her dad. Yeah, yeah, and I she doesn't say exactly what it is at this point, but I. I was walking and I think I picked it up. Mm, yeah, I think I did as well. Some things that sort of, what's, you know, like in my head, I went ding, like it sort of mm. struck a couple of chords with me. So she talks yeah. about her dad having dark patches, but also being hyper. And she mm. tells a story about her dad in what sounded like to me, like a sort of hyper or, or manic state um, and how difficult that was for her as a child. And, and I recognised it actually as... Um, bipolar disorder at this point it's mm. um you know I won't go on about it but that is what my mum was eventually diagnosed with so I had this sort of like oh no I know exactly what you're talking about and and mm. that story with her dad doing the magic trick you know in many ways it doesn't sound like a very big deal mm. but actually um it, it can be hard for a child uh, and I personally I'm not trying to add any stigma to anyone who has bipolar and there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of um but it, you know it can be quite tough for a child when they don't understand and I remember being in that position and it, what mm. was happening wasn't necessarily like bad but you do just have this uneasy sense that you're not entirely sure what's going to mm. happen next um right. yeah I really I sort of I really recognized it Mm. And she talks later about finding lock, lockdown quite hard because she doesn't have any control and how that reminds her of that that birthday party when her dad was in a hyperstate doing a magic show. Um, and it's funny because it's sort of showing that lockdown for her is more than just annoying and tough. Mm. It's actually causing her to relive and remember some childhood experiences and some childhood trauma and actually, it will be for quite a lot of people. Um, mm. You know, there's more to lockdown. It has a deeper psychological effect for some people. Mm. Um, so I, I never hide the fact that I attend therapy and I have done for years. Um, and I thought when we went into lockdown that I like wouldn't need it because, you know, nothing's happening. <laughs> I'm literally like, and occasionally we have these, these sessions through Zoom and I, I say to my therapist, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like literally, nothing has changed. I've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, and we have a laugh about it. But actually, we usually do find things. And in fact, sort of being in lockdown itself has brought up some sort of strange anxieties or memories that have been good to talk through. Mm. But it's also at other times just created some space that means because I'm not doing very much, there's space to talk about things uh, and emotions that I've had 
things that happened a long time ago that I don't normally feel like I have the energy or the time to kind of unpick. But mm. the lockdown has meant, oh, do you know, maybe I have the time to kind of talk about this experience or these feelings because I don't have to go to work straight mm. after. So it's, yeah. it's, yeah, I would say to anyone, you know, I feel very fortunate that I have access to therapy and, and if mm. people are thinking about it, it could be quite useful. And you might yeah. feel like if you're Natasha, she probably feels like, oh, it's not that bad because I'm not Helen. Yeah. And that's fine and fair, but mm. it doesn't mean that she doesn't sort of deserve it as well. I did. So thank you for, yeah, thank you for talking about that. That's, um, yeah, it's, uh, in, yeah, thank you. I think it's, I think it's good, good to hear and, and, and hear about your experiences with, with therapy and, um, and yeah, with that kind of knowledge of a, of a parent and the unpredictability of what they might, might do next, I think must be a really hard thing to, to grow up with. Um, I, I, so I, I did have one um, kind of musing and wondering. Um, so do, is, is there a kind of a genetic element to bipolar um, disorder? Do you, do you know? Or, or I, I know it's not kind of a genetic thing that will necessarily be passed on. Um, okay, so I will start by saying that I'm not a doctor or mm-hmm. a psychiatrist. So this is what I have gathered over time from talking to doctors and psychiatrists yeah. and therapists and reading, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But what I gather is that, yeah, there is a um, there is a genetic connection. You know, you you just like um, I think breast cancer, for example, if it's mm. in your family, you are you you might have a predisposition to it. You might do. You might okay. carry that kind of predisposition mm. with you, but it won't necessarily be sort of set off. It could be like it could lie dormant in you for the whole of your life. Um, right. Alistair Campbell did a documentary called My Depression and Me. He he talks about with depression that um, he, he met a load of interesting people and he met this doctor and psychiatrist, I believe, who described it as we all have a jar mm. and in the jar before we start are loads of tokens that we have absolutely like no control over that we're born with. And so that mm. might include um, a genetic predisposition. And then throughout your life you get more tokens either because of your experiences because of accidents or trauma Mm. or where you grew up or um exercise that kind of thing and it can cause the more the more tokens you get the more likely you know it is just maybe overflow and that might be where you experience for the first time um your mental health uh issues Mm. might be depression might be bipolar um but if you started with more things in the jar you were Mm. more likely to to spill over but Mm. you might not you know you you might not get loads of tokens in the jar you might never you might never overflow but for example i probably have a few more things in my jar so i'm a little bit closer to the top of my jar than somebody else however mm. you can you can never take mm. anything out of the jar but you can add uh, she talks about these sort of rings on top to make the jar taller to make the jar bigger so it takes longer for it to overflow and that might be things like therapy exercise good relationships um family so you you put different rings mm. at the top of the jar that stop you that help to create more space between all the tokens and overflowing um people should watch the documentary mm. it's really interesting but that's what i gather mm. is that you know i probably have a predisposition to it and mm. so therefore i would never advocate drugs anyway but for example uh weed would be something i would just avoid yeah. because i'd be worried yes. that actually for me it might set something mm. off for somebody else it might not but for me it might Mm. Um, yeah so yeah that's also quite like it can be quite an anxiety for people as well yeah so yeah yeah, that's kind of I didn't really know whether you come to talk about it but yeah thank you that's really interesting the only reason I was asking and kind of coming back to the arches I guess is I don't know um you know Natasha I don't know she's got these debts and I know, I know that that can sometimes I don't know where that's come from and how that's happened and and, and we're sort of currently seeing her having a bit of a a, a bit of a dip and I, in that and that well may well just be a natural dip that 
we all go through um, mm. it through throughout this sort of period of of isolation. Um, it was just it was just quite interesting. I didn't know whether they that that might be something that they were going to bring to Ambridge itself. Yeah, Tash, it might really... well do actually. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Spending is um spending in a in a manic state or a hyper state is quite common actually. Mm. Spending money when you're in that really high place um, is yeah. really common. I wonder whether it's that sort of thing, maybe as I was, as I mentioned earlier, that, you know, they, her and her dad both have these tendencies, but with her dad, it has overflown mm. into being full-blown bipolar, whereas for her, mm. it might just stay as, as characteristics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know enough about it, and I would probably, you know, suggest people no. read about it. and might put some links on here for our people. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you again for that. That was, um, yeah, interesting. Um, well, it's just interesting to talk about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, um, and it's and and but we but we do hear that um, Natasha and Helen have had a chat, which is really, really nice actually. And 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 I think that Natasha's got a lot out of the chat with Helen. Um, yeah. Helen's kind of op- opened up about. Um, her time in prison and, and Natasha thinks she's made a boo-boo because she's sort of said um, oh you know she's obviously said something like you know I've, I've, I'm stuck in these four walls it feels like I'm in prison and then realise yeah. she said it and, and sort of tried to backtrack and said oh I'm so sorry you can you can always picture the conversation but Helen's kind of yeah. you know that's fine don't worry don't worry and it um, actually kind of is <laughs> it's, like it's, it's yeah. actually quite accurate yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't the expression stir crazy uh, to do with prison because the stir is a is a yes is a colloquial expression for prison. Yes, I think you're right. Actually, it's up in the stir. I wonder if they're connected. Or I always used to think it was to do with stirring a pot, and you're just going mm. crazy, so you keep stirring the pot. But actually, I think it's more likely to do with prison. Yes, um, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that conversation. It's a shame that we didn't hear that one. I think mm. you're right. It sounds lovely. And Natasha still says to Helen, she's like, "I still think you're the strongest person I've ever met." Which I think really helps Helen, doesn't it? In a way, yeah. I think Helen's kind of like, "Oh wow, yeah, oh that kind of, I don't know, just kind of you can imagine her sort of, you know, pulling her shoulders back and thinking, oh yeah, actually, everything I've gone through, um, and uh, and yeah, and and sort of thinks about the people that she's got got around her, um, mm. and and kind of has a little positive outlook. It's quite nice, it um, is, isn't it? Yeah, and she... oh my goodness, my cat! Could you hear that? I did. I did. I did. All right, I'm going to let her in. She's making so much noise. Hold on one second. Wow. <laughs> yes, hello. You are very unhelpful. I'm trying to make a very serious podcast. Hello. It's very important what we're doing. <laughs> um, where are we? So, oh, Tom does have a moment of reflection, doesn't he? Self-reflection. Yes. Where he realises that maybe he's been a bit obsessed with it. And while it's mm. absolutely right, you know, he's working hard and everything, mm. um, it is a bit easier for him because he gets to go out into the fields and mm. he gets to see his family and Natasha is a long, long way from home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and sort of, and it's quite sweet. We get, um, uh, Natasha gets a kind of a, a message from him saying, kind of, he's he's got somebody else to finish off finished off the work he's coming down he suggested a, a video call with natasha's family mm. um it's really sweet actually and i think that's yes well done tom he's sort of taken a step back and and surveyed it and realized that yeah. actually yes he's you know he's working really hard sometimes it's hard to kind of make that balance between i don't know when you're working really really hard and you think oh you know i'm in the midst of this it's really hard for me but actually when somebody else is not working at all and very quiet that could be equally as hard for them yeah. um so yes it's uh he's taken you know reflected on that which is good well he can can't he tom can mm. always he can work it out yeah he's not too stupid <laughs> yeah absolutely. and then uh, we also find out that natasha, natasha does get a win she didn't lose her stock. It was something to do with just a faulty like alarm system. Um, yeah. So that's nice. And then she does reveal that Tom, so she sort of confirms at this point that her dad has bipolar. Mm. But she sort of reveals that she hasn't, even though Tom knows about it, she hasn't gone into it very much. Mm. And um, again, that sort of really resonated with me because in my family, for various reasons, we were just, you know, all our, throughout the sort of, experience of it all when my mum was alive we were so intent on keeping it a secret mm. um 
And, you know, because then there was a stigma, but there still is now. Mm. But it's also really, it's really hard to explain bipolar. Um, bipolar is quite complex and it's also extremely different for different people. Like not everybody experiences mm. it in the same way. Um, and so even though I have a, a direct, an indirect experience with it, mm. I still find it difficult to explain because I know it's different for other people. I've, mm. I found Joe Tresini, who's on Twitter. I think he might be Joe Pasquale's son. Um, he makes oh. videos. Yeah, he makes videos explaining his bipolar and his um, uh, multiple personality disorder and uh, a few. And he has actually suicidal thoughts. And mm. um, I would definitely tell people to check them out. I, I'd probably just give a little warning. They can be quite explicit, mm. and that for me is never a problem. But yeah, um, just so you know. But they're they're really interesting to hear somebody talk so candidly about their experience of their yeah. mental health issue. And and his, also his dance routine choreography oh. is fantastic as well. So even if yeah, just go for that is is excellent. Oh, I loved he just did a contemporary dance one, which really made me laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The names of the moves are brilliant. And then we end with Helen having a change of heart. So she realizes after this, you know, chats with Natasha and all that sort of thing. Mm. She's seen Lee that she knows she isn't weak and it isn't yeah. weak to ask for help or to have a tough yeah. time. She's stronger than she thinks. The only person who is judging her is her. So she goes for this interview. Hooray! Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's fab. And on uh, and the interview is going to be on Thursday. So on it Thursday's is. episode, um, uh, we've got uh, Tony's Tony shaved. You've got a shaved head. Um, like you said before, sort of enjoying the breeze. Um, <laughs> but it, there's quite a nice moment where he said um, he was talking about Pat, I think, mm. and he said he met her something about oh, she's she's not a fan or something like that. Mm. Um, but but it come just after a cow had mooed very loudly, so I wasn't quite sure whether it was the cow that wasn't a fan or whether it was Pat, <laughs> which I did quite enjoy. Um, but I think he was talking about Pat. <laughs> I wonder if, um, again, not being farmers, this is me just making absolute nonsense statements, but I wonder if, like, you know, because you must know your animals really well mm. inside out. Do you think they notice when you have like, a massive Well, I guess head? they must do. They must do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so maybe, maybe it was talking about the cow. Maybe the cow is suddenly like, who the hell is this? <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Get away from me. If, but Helen has said that it, it makes Jolly and Tony look more alike. Yeah, which it's is very sweet. Super cute. Mm. And apparently it really suits Johnny. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just great. It's great, and uh, and I'm I'm really pleased. You sort of feel him. I don't know. Without really hearing from him, you can feel that maybe he's got a bit more confidence off the back of that. So that's great. Mm, mm. And we sort of hear about yeah about Tony. Sort of talked about how much he likes Lee and how good Lee is for Helen, um, which mm. I think we we can we know we can see that. But he was very wary at first, and and I think he's. He has a mode of self-reflection about the effect that Helen's abusive relationship had on him as well as a mm. father, and we we heard that we kind of I don't know we heard it in his speech, didn't we? In one of the um, revisited episodes where yeah. he was sort of saying that he'd not been able to protect his daughter, and 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 I think felt a bit of shame through that, and 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 it was obviously uh, really upset. Um, but now it's kind of he's sort of realised he's, he's it left him kind of unable to trust people and, and he wasn't able to trust Lee at first. Um, mm. But actually now he's he's able to reflect that he is a really good thing for Helen, and mm. uh, and he really likes him. So that's that's great. Yeah, and I think again it's really a really clever way of telling the story from the archers because mm. you know it, I imagine for Tony he he would say to himself a lot. Well, you know. It was worse for Helen. It's so bad for Helen. What am I complaining about? Mm. Uh, and, you know, to a certain extent, absolutely, we need to sort of yeah. prioritise the survivor. But it's absolutely OK to talk about the fact that this abusive relationship actually had an effect on him as well. And mm. um, and, I, and so I think that's, you know, people should know that. And then maybe, you know, maybe Tony needs a bit of support mm. too. And that's, that's totally fine. Um, yeah. And he does say that the recovery... He says it's a gradual one, but it is also a possible one. Yeah. And we hear Helen on the radio. Um, <laughs> she's great. She's great. The milk and cheese puns are fantastic. They're flowing. 
Um, <laughs> um, and just sort of explains the, what, what, what the dairy is going through at the moment. Um, I think she does a fantastic job. I do too. I, and it's lovely to hear like her make some bad jokes in a way. Mm. I think that's, uh, it's just, it was so nice to hear so cheery and chirpy, but it mm. felt really authentic. Um, and then also I noticed the song she decided to play for her family, for her boys. Hmm. was um, Katy Perry's Raw. Uh, I, I, I sort of caught the start of it, but I couldn't quite work out what it was. Oh, that's great, because that's, that's a real sort of powerful kind of, I don't know, yeah, oh, you're going to hear me roar. It's great. It's a real, it's a nice bit of symbolism there, and uh, you can imagine that, that, you know, she'd stick that on loud. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Going back to the run, it's my, um, it was always strategically placed in my mind, placed, <laughs> I always strategically place that song <laughs> in my running playlist. <laughs> my goodness, uh, because it would always—I would always get it to play um, at a point in the race that I knew was difficult, mm. so that Very I could nice. get a little, a little push, a little boost. Sort of, yeah, like thirteen, fourteen k when I just oh, needed great. Like, another go. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I know that song inside out. I think yeah. sometimes it ended up on the playlist twice. Oh, great. Because I just thought, it'll definitely get me through. That's fab. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant song. Love it. Although Tony ended up on the radio as well. Yeah. So he goes in to go pick up pick up Helen or something. Say, and he gets kind of pulled into um, into the... Oh, no, no, not pick up, because obviously he's recorded from home. But he just sort of goes in to say, well done. And, uh, yeah, ends up on the radio himself as well. <laughs> and... Uh, Helen's been taking photos of his his new haircut and sending them around to the family, so she sort of gets him on to explain about his 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 new buzz cut, and uh, and, he, and he comes out accidentally saying it was for charity, <laughs> which is great. Panic, just like uh, it's for charity. It's for charity. Yeah. It could possibly be deliberate. It must be for charity. Such a lie. Yeah, which he's now said on live radio. So he's going to have to, he realises he's going to have to come up with a charity he's collecting for and then probably actually collect for that charity. Um, <laughs> but then he does, doesn't he? Because he picks, um, he says the first thing that came to his head was the um, Borsuchar Hospital's burns unit. Which is great. It's lovely. Is awesome. A really lovely kind of thinking of Linda in that moment. And uh, mm. uh, yes, so well done. Well done, Tony. <laughs> well done, Tony. And apparently, it, you know, it seems to be, he gets lots of donations and maybe even other people are going to do it. In the village, yeah, go viral, viral haircut challenge. <laughs> there may be there may be a, no, a number of other wives who are, uh, <laughs> are thinking their husbands could probably go for a bit of a trim, <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah. they're looking quite haggardy yeah. or yeti like. It's quite hard, isn't it, as well? Because you know, at least with a with a sort of shaved head, there is something smart about it. Mm. It's it, yes, it, may, it might not be what you're used to, but I could totally understand people just being like, at least this way. It's not shaggy. But mm. then I enjoy a shaggy haircut. I think, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yes. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. Um, Tom sort of is a little bit um, annoyed that nobody mentioned the veg boxes on <laughs> uh, on the radio. But to be honest, it doesn't really sound like it needed a mention. Um, they're doing so well with that business at the moment that, uh, it, yes, that's, it felt feels like a mention on the radio is a little bit ex- excessive. Um, and he's kind of, he's reflected that actually it's more important stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite sweet actually because it, it sounds like they um, for their call with their with Natasha's parents um, they sort of dressed up for it. I know. I saw you did that. You did that for one of your calls. Is that right? Yeah, we we often dress up for the calls. We do these. these some people um, get together and do these mystery events. So last night we played bingo. Oh, excellent! <laughs> which was really fun. But we all had to dress in sort of seventies or eighties gear. Um, it was really fun. <laughs> oh, it's nice because otherwise you just end up just wearing tracksuit trousers all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, and you know, at the beginning of all of this, I was really pleased for the opportunity to only wear my trackies, but now mm. I I'm really excited to put on a pair of jeans. Mm. So, oh, oh nice coat <laughs> with a zip <laughs> with a button and no elasticated waistband. It's absolute mm. luxury. Um, and we go back to Helen. She is happy. She's proud of herself. Um, she's glad mm. she did the interview. She was herself and she had fun. And she says she's proved yeah. to herself she can do it. It's a very positive outcome. Yeah, and 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 reflects on how much she and the boys are all missing Lee. Oh, um, yeah. And I think, well, I suspect that when they come out of this, that's going to, I don't know, it's going to really solidify 
her feelings and their relationship and I don't know it'll be interesting to see I could kind of see them you know maybe thinking about moving in together maybe um I don't know I don't know oh prediction siren but you know what I mean like I don't know yeah. just yeah just because it's like the lockdown has cemented it in her mind you know yeah, she's like, yeah I do really like Sky or this is space yeah. allows to know hmm yeah, maybe, maybe it would be too much of a contrast immediately to move in with each other. I don't know, but um, I can imagine after a bit of time seeing each other again. Um, yes, I wonder whether Lee is... Does Lee live on his own? Maybe he can then be with the bubble. He can have a bubble, oh, can't yes. he now? So maybe he can actually uh, actually go and see Helen properly. Yeah, um, that'd be great. But yeah, Helen just sort of talks a little bit about her progress. Hmm. She talks about how she normally only notices... Her hesitations and her steps backwards mm. but now she's actually noticing her progress her small mm. steps forward but they i love this they lead somewhere somewhere better yeah yeah absolutely even if they're just small steps there they are going they're going yeah lovely week a lovely week and nice to kind of hear hear helen's progression through the week really actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it really was and I, I do. I've always enjoyed the uh, the Bridge Farm family of mm. archers. Yes. Really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And Johnny it seems like he's in a better place with his um, the kind of issues he's been going through as well. So, yeah. yes, lovely week of episodes and a lovely chat as well. <laughs> yes, it was a lovely chat. Thank you, George. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. It's lovely to have mm. you with us. Yeah. Thanks so much. You guys uh, look after yourselves. Mm. Enjoy the next week of the Archers. Stay safe. And uh, we'll be back next week. Absolutely. We'll be back next week. So uh, have a lovely week. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye.